Hey there, everybody. Thank you for checking in on my podcast today on this Martin Luther King Day. In 2021, uh, we have uh, a lot going on in our culture. I did um, do a little monologue episode uh, earlier this week or last week, I guess, uh, just kind of reflecting on everything that happened uh, at the Capitol and what it means and why it happened and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I'm going to talk about some really fun stuff today, like the NFL and the NBA and The Bachelor and a book that I'm reading and, and my new favorite TV series, maybe ever, and a lot of different things. And before I do, I do want to mention that today is Martin Luther King Day. And, you know, for me growing up, that just meant that I was out of school for a day uh, in January, which was close to my birthday. So it was fun uh, to just get a three day weekend, even though we'd only been in school for two weeks. We got out of school, it was great. And, you know, as I got older, I started to, you know, what you do when you get social media and you're trying to be cool and woke and you want to retweet Martin Luther King quotes or you want to post your own Martin Luther King quote. Um, And I guess what I'm going to say is that, I don't know, I don't want to do that anymore. I think that there's such more to... Martin Luther King's life and legacy and activism than the things that we have co-opted for our own purposes. And so I just want to encourage you today uh, to take 15 minutes and read a speech or a letter uh, or more than one. I mean, take take as much time as you want, but um, it's just really easy to like repost something. And um, I don't know, especially for people in, in, in my similar walk of life as a white man I just I don't know I I I don't know if I can if I get it enough yet and I want to I want to understand and you know I was reading a letter from a Birmingham jail today and you take some time and read that especially if you're a Christian or a white Christian um especially in the south and um you know I I read this almost every year and I do now and it's so convicting. I think that uh, in our culture, people have put some sort of moral value, ethical value on being a moderate. Um, and I think it's it's really uh, cool, especially among pastors and, and things like that, people that I resonate with, people that I have stuff in common with. It's really, I don't know, people want to seem apolitical or above it or somehow oh no, it's so nuanced in both sides. Like, and I think moderation is not always a virtue. Uh, and when it comes to justice, when we look at uh, a group like Black Lives Matter and we say, I want what you want, but I don't like the way you're going about it. And so we do nothing and we support nothing. I think, well, in a letter to a Birmingham jail, he says that, it's more frustrating dealing with the white moderate than the KKK members. Um, it says uh, it's it's better better to deal with the KKK because the white moderate, who quote is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence 
of justice. And I, I'm afraid that too often I've been that person. I, I, I know that that's something that I have felt, and I don't know. I think that uh, we, we want to applaud Dr. King for being this nonviolence resistance leader, and I don't think we know what that means. Um, and so I'll just say, you know, if you're like me, today we need to do more reading and listening than, than talking. Um, amplify uh, others who are um, teaching us. And I think that that uh, is all that I have to say about it today. Um, let's not espouse that to be some sort of um, woke uh, person when in reality we just need to listen to to others today. So uh, with that said, let's move on to the NFL, television, all sorts of things that I want to talk to today. Everybody, it is January 18th, 2021, Martin Luther King Day, and I thought I'd come at you today with some sports rundown, uh, talk about some pop culture stuff, and just tell you what I'm reading, tell you what I'm listening to, all that stuff. So I want to start in the NFL. I feel like I've watched a lot of these playoffs, and there, there have been some really good games Despite the fate of my Titans, of course, and the lack of fans, the action has been really great. I'll just come out and say it. The betting aspect has kept me locked into these games in a whole new way. And before you get worried about my gambling addiction, I'll say this. I put a small amount of money into a site last January, and it lasted me all the way through this last weekend when... Higgins for the Browns fumbled through the end zone, costing me my last dollar because I had Baker Mayfield throwing two touchdowns and he ended up only throwing one. So no need to fret about my addiction problem or plan your interventions. If you, if you think sports betting is just morally abhorrent, but you have no problem with the $50 fantasy football league buy-in, well, there's literally no difference. I'm not trying to get rich. It's just fun that I might win 50 cents if Mahomes throws another touchdown, okay? If you find yourself losing a lot of money and, and wanting to keep going, that's an issue. Stop gambling and get some help. So yeah, I've given out some picks on Twitter this season and I've, I've been mainly embarrassed after the fact, but that's sports, right? Side note, you should really be following me on Twitter if you listen to this podcast. I just retweet sports, Reality TV stuff I would talk about on the pod, but it just there's just so much stuff that I'm not, never going to get to talk about. Just like dumb videos, silly memes. It's just a fun feed. So uh, that said, you can check out my podcast. That's at Michael Likes Pod on Twitter. So without further ado, here's my NFL predictions for the upcoming weekend. All right, the Packers are coming out of the NFC and going to the Super Bowl this year. Aaron Rodgers is a killer. He has been all season, and the Titans saw what it's like going into Lambeau, even with no or limited fans at the end of the regular season. The last couple games haven't given me a ton of confidence in the Bucks, 
especially now that they're they're not playing a team that's going to give them the ball multiple times. I, I don't think Tampa Brady is going to be able to put up enough points in the cold to keep up with Rodgers and Adams. It's looking like the line for this game as of Monday is Packers minus four. So for those of you who are new to this, Packers are favored by four points. I don't know if I'll end up betting it, but I take the Packers and think they could be up 14 in the fourth while the Bucks score a touchdown and make it a one-score game. I, I Ultimately, I don't think it's going to be coming down to a field goal, so I would take the Packers there. In the AFC, I'm taking the Chiefs. Look, I may not agree with it, but Mahomes has a 0% chance of missing this game thanks to his concussion. I'll also say it was one of the weirdest-looking concussions that I've ever seen as Mahomes didn't suffer any head-to-head contact. It's just like a weird neck situation. I don't know. The The Bills have looked good, but they've got to fail in the AFC Championship game before they can win one. I, I think they will. They're they're up and coming. They're, they're going places. But I just don't know if this is the year. Mahomes, the guy's on another level. And even with a messed up foot, he's still the best quarterback in the NFL. The Bills are really good, but I think you gotta you gotta take the experienced and proven team here. The line is Chiefs minus three right now, three point favorites. And I could see this being a field goal game. If I had to take a team against the spread, I'd take the Chiefs. They got Patrick Mahomes, Ty Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey in a high scoring game. When in a game where teams are scoring in the thirties, a field goal difference is actually really tight. So I think it'll be fun and interesting throughout, but I, I don't think the Chiefs will lose this one. So if you're if you're betting on this, I'd go ahead and take the take the Chiefs. I'll go ahead and say I think Packers are going to win it all, but it's too soon for me to say that with confidence. And of course, I got I got to touch on my Titans really quick. They had a pretty good season. They they won the division for the first time, I think since 2008. Um, but to be honest, the AFC is stacked. I don't see how they make it too far next season without some serious improvements, especially losing Arthur Smith. That's incredibly concerning. It it seems like Titans fans' expectations are at an all-time high, but I just don't see much of a roadmap for improvement. I, I would predict regression at least in the regular season next year. All right, that's it for the Titans. I don't I don't have a ton to say about them just because, I don't know, I haven't even been able to wrap my mind around next season yet. I'm still mourning their loss. Let's move on to the NBA. I don't know if you've heard this. If you listen to this podcast, you probably have. But James Harden got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. It finally happened. James Harden is out of Houston after... I don't even know. He looks like he's in great shape now. It's very strange. I was speculating, texting with people. Maybe he's he's stuffing his warm-ups to get himself out of Houston faster. I don't know what happened. Make it look like he's out of shape. But... Anyways, with Brooklyn, this team is going to be stupid good if they don't end up absolutely hating each other's guts. <laughs> I think they have to be the favorite in the East, but at the same time, like, make no bones about it. This is a super team, and they're actually fairly deep. Like Normally, if you get you know, three all-star caliber players, you're dealing with a lot of minimum contracts. Uh, but they actually have some guys who can who can do some stuff if Dinwiddie's able to work his way back they they have to be a favorite but at the same time it's like 
probably the most unstable super team ever. They have these three guys who all have negative track records when it comes to getting along with teammates. And Kyrie is MIA, and I don't want to speculate about it because maybe he's going through some stuff. But either way, it's not helping their basketball team that he's gone. And, I mean, if I'm Kyrie, I'm trying to get back as soon as possible or they might decide they don't need me at all and try to ship me out. So, um, yeah, the Nets look really good. Their first game with Harden against the Magic. I watched a a little bit of it. They're moving around great. They're moving the ball. It looked like an all-star game where everyone's just having a blast. And, yeah, the Nets are really good. I would pick them right now to come out of the East. And I actually have to hurry up and get through this podcast because I've got to check the Grizzlies and Suns MLK day. So they're playing at like 4 p.m. So I've got to hurry up and get to that. John Morant is back. So that's exciting. They've won four games in a row. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, you're probably like, oh, they lost to the Suns. Okay. Well, anyways, go Grizzlies. I love it. And man, I, w- I want to go to a game so bad. So I'm hoping that uh, this COVID stuff gets under control. But, you know. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just like you. I don't have any insight on that. Um, So that's the NBA. Um, I have felt really bad about the Warriors. I felt really good about the Warriors. If if you like, okay, I I have I enjoyed the Warriors, and then they got Kevin Durant, and then I didn't like the Warriors, and now they're incredibly fun to watch, and a bunch of their games aren't on national tv so if you have league pass like the warriors are are can't miss league pass team especially when they're playing like the clippers somebody like that um steph curry don't sleep on this guy he's he's one of the best players of all time don't you forget it all right i don't have much else to say about the nba at this point in the season uh but i'm glad it's back i'm excited about it so that's oh and uh joel my brother got league pass this year so I'm, I'm getting to enjoy some league pass so shout out to joel um here's what i'm watching so the bachelor comes back on tonight and uh you know so just for some history the first season of the bachelor that i watched was last season so peter peter's season was the first season i watched kind of got into that watched listen to your heart Got into that. Then I watched Claire and Tasha's season, which I don't know if I've really done a full recap on that season. I'll just say I'm so glad Tasha saved that season because the Claire and Dale thing, I, I was like, if I have to watch one more episode of this, I, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I do not want to watch any more Claire and Dale content. Madeline is all the time sending me Instagram stories that they're doing. I'm like, what did I ask for this? I don't know. Um, uh, anyways, that they made me roll my eyes. But um, Tasha did a great job. She had a really good cast to work with. Um, if you don't follow Bennett on Instagram, I I just found out about this. He it's a hoot to follow him on Instagram. He he's one of a kind. That's for sure. His Instagram stories are great. So. Um, but yeah, I really liked the guys last season. Ivan, Brendan, Zach. And as f- like Ben was the guy I was like I hope she doesn't end up with Ben, but I uh, comparatively to a lot of seasons, I would feel like I would like Ben more than a lot of the guys, which speaks to 
how good of the the cast was. Uh, so, anyways, I'm glad she ended up with Zach. They seem happy. Good for them. Let's move on to this season. Matt James. All right. For those of you who don't know, Matt is the first black bachelor, and it's it's actually great. He he. I really like him. I don't love the way that he is being portrayed. Uh, he's being just incredibly over-sexualized, like shower scenes, all sorts of stuff. And and I hope you're not hearing this and think, man, Michael's such a prude. Like, it's really not like a faith thing for me about not liking that he's over-sexualized. I just like don't think it's good television. You know, I, I, I'm really not that into it. And so I, I, I like Matt. I think he's a guy I would like to hang out with. But I could do with I could do with less shower scenes. But it seems like it's going to be that type of season. Matt's going to be shirtless half the time. They're going to be in the hot tub. They're going to be in the. Sh- He's going to be in the shower. Like I don't know. Like this is many. There are many reasons why I would never be the Bachelor. But I can't imagine being self confident enough to allow a camera crew into the bathroom while I'm in the shower. Okay, I just, I just don't know, like, at what point I would ever be okay with that. So, Matt James, I really like him. Don't love the way he's being portrayed, but I like him. So there's that. And then, of course, with this season, we also have to talk to, talk about the most visible woman. And it's not the woman Matt likes the most. It's not the woman that's the best television. It's Queen Victoria. So for those of you who aren't watching, which probably most of you, she showed up in a in a with a tiara and like this really sparkly white dress on the first night. Her like job title that you see in the lower third of the screen under her name says Queen. Like she's just like playing into this so much and it honestly it's it's not enjoyable at all every second that she's on the screen i'm wondering why they keep showing her because to me it's not funny it, she's not a funny character there are funny characters on this season she is not one of them yet she's the one we're seeing the most she is obviously going to be drama girl this this season i just it's a lot of Queen Victoria for me. And I think for everyone else, everyone that I have heard uh, talking about this season, I-, I haven't heard anybody be like, Victoria is great TV. So I hope she sticks around. Like, ugh. Ugh. Like, it, it is not making me grow love for the Bachelor franchise or for this season. Um, and, you know, I-, I do wonder, like, how much pressure is Matt under to keep Victoria around like do they do they push you in certain directions to make you think no like you she's so great you should keep her like no uh please send her home i know she's not going home anytime soon but woof okay it's a struggle to watch it's it's hurting my newfound love for the franchise with that said i wanted to move into a section uh, where I'll just call this Michael stuff, okay? So this is just stuff that I'm doing right now, stuff, things I'm enjoying, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to. All right, I'm I'm late on this. The Queen's Gambit is the best Netflix series that I have seen in a long time. I know, I know, everyone else watched this 
four months ago. But, you know, here's here's my TV schedule, okay? I watch TV with Madeline a lot, and I'll watch sports. So we watch The Bachelor. Right now we're watching Bridgerton. So outside of sports, most of the TV, if not all of the TV that I watch is with Madeline, and she watched Queen's Gambit without me, which is okay. She can watch whatever she wants. I'm not mad about it. But I just want you to understand why I'm just now watching The Queen's Gambit because we watched TV together and she watched it without me. And I can't blame her. It's an amazing show. I'm sure she watched it in like two days because it's so good. It's so well done with her character. She, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. I want you to watch it. She is such a complex character and most shows they have a main character and you they make it so that you know what that character is thinking that you can tell what this character is thinking throughout everything the way that she her facial expressions are uh, the script everything is to show you this is what this person's feeling right now and i really can't get a vibe for what the main character is thinking and I would think that I would not like that, but I really, I really do like it. And I don't know, I just like kept expecting, and I'm not finished with it, but like the first few episodes, I kind of kept thinking something really, really tragic. Like she's had a tragic life, but I was like, something really tragic is about to happen to her and it didn't. So I was, I was glad about that. I'm not going to say anything else because I'm afraid I'm going to spoil something. All right, so The Queen's Gambit. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. Seven episodes. Great TV. Great TV. Um, The episodes are long enough, so you don't really want to watch. Like, I I haven't had a ton of time to watch. I've only watched two consecutive. I don't think I've ever watched more than that consecutive. It's really good stuff. All right, moving on. Here's a book that I'm reading. Yes, I'm reading a book. One of the things last year, I just, like... I got off the reading train and I really couldn't get back on it. I think, you know, I don't know. There just wasn't anything that I wanted to read, I guess. But this is a book I'm reading now, which I've had since last year. So I guess I should have known to read this. But it's a book called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. You might have heard of her from her TED Talks or from Daring Greatly, Braving the Wilderness, or as I like to say, Brenaving the Wilderness. Um... It's a really good book that I'm reading right now, Dare to Lead. Now, it's about courage. It's about vulnerability. It's about leading with vulnerability, which does not mean oversharing people. I think when people think vulnerability, they think about oversharing. It's like, no, that is not vulnerability. That's not what that means. Um, So it's a great book about leadership. And I think anytime we read about leadership, Okay, I won't put this on you. I'll put this on me. Anytime I read a book about leadership, I'm thinking, yeah, the people that are supposed to be leaders around me aren't doing this very well. That's my first thought. Here's what I I should be thinking, and I'm trying to think as I read it. It's like, how can I lead better? All right? Now, this is a common thing that I think a lot of people do, but instead of reading something instead of reading something and thinking that person needs to read this book 
Like it would change the way they act. It would make everything be better for me. We need to think, how can I apply this to my life? So that's what I'm trying to do. How can I lead better? What does leading with courage and vulnerability look like? And it's it's really great stuff. It even has some practical stuff about running meetings and things like that. So if you're if you're a CEO, you lead a team, uh, anything, you're looking for ways to lead even though you're not in a leadership position. There is some really great stuff in Dare to Lead by Brene Brown that I would recommend. All right, everybody. So this is a podcast that I'm listening to right now. I've mentioned the podcast called Rob Has a Podcast on here before. He talks about Survivor. He talks about Big Brother. He talks about a lot of reality TV right now because Survivor is not airing and it's not even about to air. It's been a really sad year coming off season 40 and then not being able to film two seasons to air in the fall and the spring. And to be honest, there's not any like things set in stone that they're going to be able to get two seasons filmed this summer to show next fall and spring. So it's pretty worrisome for Survivor fans out there, but Rob is doing something that's really fun on his podcast. There's 40 seasons of Survivor. He has sent out something so that all of the people that listen to his podcast can vote on which they can they they have ranked all 40 seasons. So every week he is going to be talking about another season of Survivor. So if you're a Survivor fan like me, check out Rob has a podcast. It's really great. The ranking for number 40 made sense to me. The ranking for number 39 I thought was way too low. I think there's some Boston Rob haters out there in the Rob Has a Podcast listening community. But anyways, yeah. Redemption Island, way too low. Number 39, like, give me a break. Um, So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's a great podcast. I love it. It's fun. And you can kill so much time. Like these are two and a half hour long podcasts, people. It's just, it's just great. If you're like me and you have podcasts going twenty four seven, which we can talk about how healthy or unhealthy that is later. It's a great listen. All right. And, oh, and famous Survivor player from Survivor, David vs Goliath, Christian Hubicki. He's like this robotics professor, but. They've been doing something around different holiday seasons where they'll film like a, they'll record a three hour episode. Three hours, and it's just ask Dr. Hubicki so people can send in questions and he answers them in a really fun and entertaining way. So check out Rob has a podcast if you're into Survivor. All right, this is the hobby that I've been taking up. On the heels of watching Queen's Gambit, last night I downloaded a chess app on my iPad. And I started playing, and then it was two hours later, and I was like, I need to go to sleep. Why have I been playing chess for two hours? It's like, no, nah, just one more game, not nah, just one more game. Oh, boy. So if you want to play chess, download the chess app. It's the chess app that works with chess.com. And honestly, like, send me an invite to play. If, you've, if, you, know, if you know me, okay, that might be weird. I, don't, I, I can play with strangers already, but... Um, Madeline does not know how to play chess and I, 
if you're not if you're not familiar with this podcast, if I say Madeline, I'm referencing my fiance. Okay, my fiance Madeline has never played chess, doesn't know how. So I think I'm gonna have to teach her how to play chess, um, which is really fun, just a fun thing to do. Um, I'm I want to like kind of take a child and mold them into a chess master. So if you have any kids out there that uh, you are are willing, if they're moldable. You know, somewhere between age four and age eight. This is getting kind of weird as I'm describing this, but uh, if you want to make them a chess master, I would like to help. Okay, so I'm, I'm I would love to make your child into a chess master. All right, whoo! Solo pods, man. Solo pods. All right, that's all that I have to say today. I will be watching the NFL this weekend. I will be watching the NBA today. I will be watching The Bachelor tonight. And I will not be watching any new Survivor for a long time. And that makes me sad. I will be finishing The Queen's Gambit by the next podcast. And I will be reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. So that's all for this episode of Michael Likes Stuff. Thank you for tuning in. You know, like, seriously, like, I know we're not topping the podcast charts over here, but it, it really is means a lot to me that you listen to this, that you care. And maybe you're like me and you just listen to podcasts 24-7 and you just need something to listen to. But you can check out this podcast on Spotify. Obviously, you're listening to it. You know how to find it. But Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Google Podcasts, all the stuff. So thank you so much for listening. It means the world. If you want to share this, if you know somebody that's into Survivor or The Bachelor or sports, like I would love for you to share this with them too. Uh, follow me on Twitter, um, my my podcast Twitter, or you can follow me on Instagram. I, I I just I've been posting more on Instagram, just silly stuff at the Michael Kling. So, anyways, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it, you are a special person. You're loved. Merry Christmas, everybody. See you soon.